0: Welcome to Real Talk with Bishop Brown. Our hope is that you
1: are blessed and that your relationship with God continues to grow and flourish. The next voice that you'll hear will be that of Bishop Brown. Thank you for listening. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Y'all don't sound glad in it at all. Anybody glad to be? Glad to be saved? Glad to be alive? glad that you're on top of the ground and the, come on, let's show some, let's show some sign. If you're really glad, if you're really, if you're really glad, I mean, not just kind of glad, yeah, he's, he's worthy of that kind of demonstration. When I think of his goodness and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. We bless the name of the Lord. I greet you with Jesus's joy for I declare that there is no other name by which men, women, boys, and girls might be saved except the great name of Jesus who is the Christ. And uh, I'm just so grateful that God has given us uh, at least this Sunday. I don't know what next Sunday looks like. I don't know if I'll be here to see it, but I know I'm here now. And uh, whilst I'm here, Uh, I might as well praise his name uh, because I'm going to spend eternity praising his name. So uh, this is kind of like a dress rehearsal, you know. Amen. We bless the Lord for this phenomenal music ministry this morning. And then the faithfulness of our deacons and deaconess, uh, along with our presiding officer, Reverend Brother John Stevens. We bless We praise God for all who have served and are serving. And I want to give a shout out to uh, Sister Ethel Hopkins, who along with her staff on yesterday uh, uh, led us in such a wonderful fellowship, Christmas uh, fellowship. Uh, uh, The only thing that I was disappointed in is I didn't get a chance to get my line dance on. Uh, I had come for that purpose, and uh, there was no dancing going on or none of that, but uh, you let me, I'm taking charge next year, and I'm taking charge next year, and so uh, come with your dancing shoes, because we're going to do that, we're going to do that thing, but but what a wonderful uh, fellowship it was, and for those of you who came, I, I really appreciate your presence here yesterday, uh, amen. Um, think that, uh, oh yeah, so um, don't have a lot of announcements, don't have any to speak of other than I would that we would be uh, in prayer um, for all of our families that are all of our sick and shut-in families. Uh, we've got people that are going through some storms right now, and uh, we want to make sure that we are reaching out to them by reaching up to him on their behalf. Amen. Amen. You let sickness come by your house. You let bereavement show up at your house and uh, you will be glad and grateful that your church family prays for you. Amen. So I'm thanking you right now for praying for our our family members and uh, not only our members here, but there are people who are hurting around the world. And because we have a global God, He's not, he's not merely local, he is global, and, uh, and he cares about uh, people everywhere, uh, whether that's in Gaza, Israel, Palestine, uh, Compton, Watts, Fifth War, wherever people are, God is concerned about them, and so must we um have a brief message today um, so I need you to hear listen quickly uh, and uh, and worship God quickly with with me. would you would you stand and turn with me and your scriptures to the gospel according to John? The gospel according to John. Of course, we stand in honor of the author of the Word of God, John chapter 1. Amen. If you don't have your Bibles or your, or your mobile device, uh, look on with your neighbor. They won't mind. John chapter 1, beginning in verse 14, and that shall be the verse we read. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you afresh. For the written, spoken, and living word of God, speak to us in such a way that when we shall have come down from this place, we will declare, did not our hearts burn within as the word of God went forth? In the name of Jesus, who is our Christ, we pray and praise you. The people of God said, amen. Amen. You may have your seats with your Bibles open. We're working under the thematic theme entitled "Here Comes the Sun." Here Comes the Sun." I, for those of you who missed the message a couple of weeks ago, uh, I uh, am a Beatles fan uh, Beatles fan. I'm a Beatles fan. I love the beatles and and um, Toward the end of their uh, group, uh, right before the group broke up, uh, George Harrison uh, wrote a song uh, entitled, Here Comes the Sun. And uh, of course, George was not referring to the S-O-N. He was referring to the S-U-N. But in his song, he spoke of, uh, in essence, uh, the hope and the expectation that winter was leaving and spring was coming. And 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 that so inspired him that he penned those words. And if you ever get a chance to hear the song, and every Sunday, I'm intending to, to have it played and I just keep forgetting. But uh, but when you hear the song, you will hear how encouraging and, and upbeat and... Uh, and sweet the song is. And yet, the sun that George Harrison is referring to uh, can only give us partial joy. Can only provide partial excitement. He, the, the, the S-U-N can only do so much. But I've discovered that even on a cloudy day, the S-O-N, is 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 able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which we could ever ask or think according to the power that works in us through Christ Jesus and so uh, I'm borrowing from the Beatles jam and uh, and we're we're looking at these uh, gospel narratives, these birth narratives from the perspective of here comes the son. Uh, we've already looked at Matthew's account and we've looked at Luke's account and in both cases those accounts speak to the historical narrative they they speak from a historical perspective they they are affirming the fact that at a certain time in human history uh, Jesus Christ was born uh, Matthew's emphasis is to to illustrate and demonstrate that this Jesus, who was indeed the Messiah, was, in fact, the coming king. Uh, Luke's emphasis was similar, and yet Luke's emphasis was more uh, to, to let the world know, that is, Jews and Gentiles, uh, that, that the Messiah was coming, that Jesus was coming, uh, and he's coming not merely to the Jews, but he's coming to, for everybody. Lottie Dottie and everybody, and the, the great news is, is that is that Jesus has come uh, yes for you. Uh, he has come for you. He came with you in mind. It was your sins as well as mine that nailed him to the cross, and uh, and so and so when we think about the fact that that God would come to earth. To be among the likes of us, there ought to be something about that truth that stirs up something magical, that that stirs up something exciting, that, that lets you know how special you must be that God would send his son down through 42 generations just to be with you. If I got to holler to make you excited right there, then I don't think I'm going to succeed. The fact that he did it for me excites me beyond measure. In John's gospel, he's not so concerned or he's certainly not eminently concerned about affirming the historicity of of the fact that Jesus came. He's giving us a theological perspective He's giving us um, a, a, a verification, if you will, from a biblical perspective uh, that there was something even greater going on that God was, was seeking to accomplish through his own son. I, uh, I like films, movies, such and such, and I've noticed that Very few people are the writer, producer, director, and actor of their own movies. Very rarely. I mean, you got, I think Ben Affleck has done it. Um, I was going to get to Tyler. I was saving him for last, but thank you, Travis. Uh, I thought, sure, Denzel had done it, but Denzel has directed and he has produced and certainly he's acted, but he's never done those three things for a movie that he wrote. Uh, but, and so the air is pretty rare when you find somebody who writes, produces, directs, and acts in a movie. Perhaps the most significant person who wrote, produced, directed, and acted is Jesus Christ. (laughs) It it is interesting because um, what we we know of Jesus historically uh, from the gospel's perspective and specifically from Matthew and Luke's perspective is that Jesus shows up, of course, as a baby. And uh, Luke and Matthew spend great time and and great length of pages uh, to to communicate the details surrounding his birth. But John does not spend time uh, talking about uh, the manger. He doesn't spend time talking about Mary or Joseph. He, he does not spend time talking about the, the angels or, or even the animals. John, John only focuses on the, the theological significance of Jesus' birth. And so when we are introduced to Jesus, look, his story does not start in the manger. Yeah, we, his his story doesn't start in a manger. Notice in chapter one, verse one of John, John says, In the beginning, L- lest you believe that that the Christmas season uh, is about a savior uh, who who just began to exist on Christmas Day. Uh, John says, Let me get let me get the timeline straight. In the beginning, from, from the original language, that could be maybe more, maybe better translated before the beginning began. See, yeah, see, see, Jesus was, he was before the beginning started. And so in a real sense, Jesus wrote the movie that he was also uh, producing, that he also directed, and that he also acted in. I wish I had. <laughs> Listen, in order, for, in order for this thing to come off the way God intended it, uh, Jesus had to play all those roles. He had to play the writer, he had to play the producer, he had to play the director, and he had to be the featured actor in the movie. You and I are just extras. And I'm so grateful that I get to be an extra in this epic movie called Life. So here we, we 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 hear in this text that in the beginning was the word. So so what we learn from verse one is that there was the pre-existence of the word before there was. Uh, Land or sea or mountain or tree or ground or you or me, uh, the word was. You you, you know, one of the reasons why we can trust the word, you know, one of the reasons why we should give ourselves to the word is because uh, the word was here uh, before we got here. The word will be here when we're gone. It's amazing to me how we can give ourselves uh, to everything else except the word. We can give ourselves to, to, to entertainment, whatever that involves. We can give ourselves to social media. We can give ourselves to having a good time at the club or wherever it is you have your good time. But but when it comes to the word, all of a sudden that's optional. Yeah, I'm talking to you. When it comes to the word, I'll do it if I get around to it. When it comes to the word, I, I just don't believe it takes all of that. We we have a low estimation of the significance of God's Word when the text teaches us that before there was anything else, there was the Word. And so there is the preexistence of the Word in the beginning, before before the beginning began, was the Word. But then not only the pre-existence of the word but then the the personification of the word notice in verse one of John chapter one he is he is using the word the word word uh, to describe the person of Jesus or rather the person of Christ he he is making what perhaps was commonly an inanimate object word and but demonstrating that this word was different from any other word this word was a person is a person will be a person and this person was before the beginning began and this person was literally with God the Father. Before the beginning began, the word was, and the word was with God. But but just in case you think that 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 sells the word short, he adds, and the word was God. What what, what sets Jesus Christ apart is not only his preexistence, not only his personification, uh, but also uh, his, his partnership. He was with God and he was God. When when we celebrate this season, uh, how many commercials do you see uh, talking about uh, we're celebrating Christ, uh, who is, who was, and who will be the word, and who is God? No, we talk about uh, the trees and the toys and the trinkets. I sat up last night while I was preparing this great message and watched for the I'm 60, watch for the 59th year of my life, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Anybody else catch that? I, I I watch as many of them as I can. Charlie Brown Christmas. Year without a Santa Claus. Frosty the Snowman. I don't care what you think, what you say. These are my joints. but none of them except for Charlie Brown Christmas have you ever watched that cartoon Charlie Brown Christmas that anime yeah i want you to pay attention to Linus's sermon anybody know what i'm talking about there's a segment in there because because all the kids were in chaos because they thought that they thought Christmas was about this Christmas was about that And then Linus steps up to the pulpit and Linus gives us a a gospel story or the gospel story and, and articulates all that we need to know about the birth of Christ, who he was, why he came, what he came to do. I said, come on, Pastor Linus. You, man, I, I wish I could invite him to preach one Sunday because he, 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 he said a word. But it is not about the gifts and the trinkets and the commercialism and the going deep in debt and the, all of that, all of, tho- all of those things are man-made, man-interests, um, you know, folk tales, so to speak. A Santa Claus, who, who they, they tried to make as close to God as they could. He knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake, so you better be good. Something, something something. For goodness sake. Better watch out. Better not cry. Better not pout, telling you why The preexistence, the personification. The partnership is what we need to understand about our Savior. He he was before the beginning began. But then, verse 2, he emphasizes that he, that is the word, that is the Christ, was in the beginning with God. And all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him, in him. keep doing it till you catch. in in him was life. Can I pause right here? It does not say in him and everything else. The text says, Square stop in him that is in the word that is in God was life. Please help me understand why we give ourselves to so many entities that are not life and then wonder why. <laughs> We have no peace underneath the skin. We give ourselves to so much temporary stuff, and we wonder why we have no permanent purpose and no permanent peace and 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 and, and why we can be in the midst of a crowd and still be lonely and how we, we have no control over our own flesh, but we give ourselves to so much that is fleshly. So, so what do we do with this word? These four words in him was life. We have to ignore this. We have to pretend that it's not in the Bible. We have to pretend that this is not a reality. That's the only way uh, that we can condition our minds uh, to to be so committed and dedicated uh, to so much that is not life. I hope you're feeling sad. And uh, the life was the light of men. Not just men in the gender perspective, but men, women, boys, and girls, uh, the life that is him uh, is the light of men. So he's both life and light. Mm -hmm. We're talking about this baby we celebrate. We're talking about this son that has been given. This son, namely Jesus Christ, is the life and the light. I don't know about you, but in giving me life, it is life eternal and life abundant. In being my light, he he, he and only he dispels darkness. The light shines in the darkness, speaking of. And the darkness has not overcome it. Listen, we can shut down every light in this room and and make it totally pitch dark. And while in the dark, we can cuss and fuss and argue and twerk. Oh, it was twerking that you responded to and do everything else, but it will do nothing to eliminate the darkness. Only light can deal with the darkness. In my house, in in, in our bedroom, it is, when, when the light is off, it is totally dark. I mean... You can't see your hand in front. It's like country dark. Anybody from the country? You know what I mean when I say country dark? So much so that when I have to get up in the middle of the night, and I don't know how much of this has to do with other reasons. Maybe I'm just at that age, but I have to do this. I have to because I I have stomped my toe. I've hit my my shin on stuff. It's a a bad scene. But even this little light is sufficient to dispel the darkness. I'm trying to get us to understand that if you are living in the midst of darkness, don't Cry, and don't scream, and don't holler, and don't cuss and fuss, and don't twerk and whatever. Look, because none of those things are going to deal with your darkness. If your if your marriage is in a dark place, uh, don't resort to to fighting and fussing with one another. don't Don't go into divorce court. Don't go in because none of those things deal with your darkness. Only light deals with your darkness. I got to move forward. Y'all heard John make that announcement that we got to be out of here. He came at, uh, I'm jumping down too far. The, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man. Now we go into this, this, this testimony. John is moving at warp speed. He, there was a man named John. Rather, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light Some good news. To all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right. I'm waiting on somebody to say amen right in here. He gave the right. I'm looking for somebody to shout right along. He gave the right to become children of God. Hold on just a minute. He did not say, uh, but to the ones that worked the hardest, to the one that showed up in church every Sunday, to the one that had the
0: biggest bible or the biggest cross around their neck he did not say
1: to the one who 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 could sing the best preach the best or do everything he said to them who believed in his name that's a theme in the gospel of john john 3:16 for god so loved the world that whosoever believeth aren't you glad that he didn't say whosoever behaveth? He gave the right to become children of God. we use that phrase so loosely. we all God's children, you know, when we get in, ecum- we get in, in 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 rooms where there are not only Christians but whatever other belief systems may be, and, and 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 in order not to offend, we'll say stuff like, "Well, you know, we're all God's children." Well, we're all God's creation. I affectionately refer to all of the children of Judson and the children of Liberty. I I call those my children, my kids, all of that. I I do, and and I love them affectionately. But ain't but two that have my DNA. I wish I had help right there. I love them all but only two have my DNA. God loves everybody, but very few out of that everybody has his DNA. And, 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 and when you claim somebody is your father, that there is no proof of DNA, um... People get sued for that. But here's where I'm trying to get to. Verse 13 says, of course, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word, notice how, John writes in such a way that he's like, he starts off talking about in the beginning was the word and the word was with and the word was God. And he kind of, you know, gives us even more in depth insight. Then he he kind of takes a break from that and starts talking about John. But then now he's like, okay now, meanwhile, back at the ranch, let me go back to what I was talking about. And so he's, and that's why you have that conjunction, connective conjunction, and it connects back to uh, verses 1 through 2 or 3, 4, somewhere in there. But now he says, and the word that I was just talking about became flesh. The word became flesh. The word became like us. I need need us to understand how much God loves you. That that the word became like you so that you and I can become like him. I'm going to close on this illustration. Uh, Great preacher gave this, this story, and I just have to use it talked about the fact that he had been at work, the great preacher I'm talking about. He had been at work, at the church, whatever, doing work. Had this baby who was about maybe one or two at the time, one or two years old at the time. Uh, probably two, you know, terrible two. And, and And so when the great preacher got home, you know, he got home excited about his baby girl, uh, around two years old or so, and and uh, he was excited about being able to play with the baby. Anybody been there before? I know I have. And and so he gets he gets to the house, and uh, and he gets to the house and walks in the house. Walks into the, and uh, his his wife, the baby's mother, is in a position like this. The baby is in her playpen. Y'all remember playpens? Mother is like this. And he says, uh, hey, baby, what's going on? How you doing? "Uh, Nothing. I'm fine. Okay, And he was on his way to the playpen, as was his custom, to pick the baby up. When his wife says, do not Pick her up and take her out of the playpen. He's like, well, what why? What's, what's going on? You weren't here. But but your daughter, you know how that works. When they're bad, that's your, your daughter did XYZ. I've been cleaning up and all that all day. Because of what she did, do not take her out of that pen. And so he's in a dilemma. He's looking at the mama, which, you know, he respects and appreciates her perspective and all of that. She's been dealing with that. And he looks at her, and she's like this still. Then he looks at his baby, and she's daddy, <laughs> you know. She's, she's crying for daddy. Daddy. But he looks back at mama, and mama's not having it. But he looks at the baby, and the baby's saying, so he doesn't know what to do. What does he do? I'm glad you asked. Knowing that he couldn't take the baby out, knowing that she was justified being in there, he decides... Well, since I can't take her out, y'all already know I'm gonna get in the pen with her. For some of y'all that have not haven't caught it yet, listen, 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 listen. Satan had us bound, and
0: and we were stuck in our pen. But Jesus, who loved us in spite of our sins, in spite of ourselves, knew that he couldn't take us out of the pen, knew that the law said, you're stuck in the pen. And so what Jesus did is he came down through 42 generations. He came down through our and all of the prophets he came down through 42 generations came down through David who who was already the, received the promise that there would always be his seed on the throne came down through all of that and and decided to, to get into the pen with us and I need somebody to understand that the reason we celebrate Christmas, it's not so we can get a new toy. It's not so we can get a new thing. But it's to celebrate the fact that God, through Jesus Christ, became like I was. Anybody here knows that for God to come and be like me, he had to have real love. He had to love me so much that he caused his son, allowed his son directed his son to give up his life and the reason i'm standing in the liberty church preaching the gospel is because one day he came to where i was i was sinful i was sinking deep in sin far from the peaceful shore very deeply stained within seeking to rise no more but the master of the sea got into the pen with me and from the water I wish I had somebody up from the water he lifted me now saved am I anybody in the house know that you're saved I dare you right now before they kick us out To give God just a little praise, just a little thanks, just a little appreciation. I'm so glad that he came down just to dwell with the likes of me, just to dwell with whoremongers and whores, just to dwell with pimps and prostitutes, just to dwell with drug addicts and drug dealers just to dwell with adulterers and fornicators, just to dwell with liars and cheaters. Have I called your name yet? Just to dwell with you and me. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it marvelous? Isn't it wonderful that the God of the universe loved us so much Love me so much. Love me so much.
1: That's why I can't give Santa Claus no attention. Because when I think about that, Jesus. who existed before the world existed in the, in the presence and partnership of almighty God, his father, had everything, everything, but gave it all up to come be with me. If you think I'm not gonna praise Him,
0: if you if you if you think I'm gonna be quiet, if you if you think that I'm not gonna shout, if you think that I'm not gonna say, if you think I'm not gonna run, if you think I'm not, if you think I'm gonna ignore, if you come on, I wish I had, if you think that I'm gonna pretend that Christmas is about something other than. Other than Christ? And I don't want to think that about you. I would not be the only one in the house that's got some praise in my... That's got, got some celebration. That's got some thank you, Jesus. There ought to be one or two witnesses who's been in the presence of God, who knows that Jesus came down just to be with you. Sometimes you don't want to be with you. But Jesus loved you so much. Loved you more than you love yourself. Just to be with you. If he's with you right now, I dare you to give him a am with you kind of praise. If he's in your heart right now, I dare you right now. Jeremiah said, it's like fire. Shut up in my bones.
1: With everyone standing, with everyone standing, this this amazing Savior that we celebrate came down. and dwelt among us. And he's, he's among us right now. I know he is because he's living with, within me. And what he wants to do is to multiply his presence In the hearts of men, women, boys, and girls. He wants this, his love to spread all over this world. And he wants to use you and me to spread him. Right now. He's knocking on somebody's door. Revelations 3:10 and uh, three something talks about him standing at the door and knocking. And the context of that may or may not necessarily be applicable to this point, but it gives us a great illustration. Jesus says, "I stand at the door and knock." Why would he knock? On the door he created. Because he won't enter without your permission. (laughs) Even if that means allowing you to go to hell. He doesn't do hostile takeovers. He's knocking. Because he wants us to invite him in. Of our own volition. And if he's knocking right now on your door, I, I'm pretty sure he's been knocking for a while. Because I know for me, he knocked, uh, I don't even know how long, but a long time. And, and, and I never forget, when I finally opened the door and let him in, I can tell you that life has not been the same for me. I have failed him. He has never failed me. Somebody here knows what it is like to open the door and let him in. If that speaks to you, could I see your hand? You you heard him knock. You opened the door. You let him in. Praise be to God. Here's the other side of that, though. There's somebody here who has never opened the door. And I got to tell you, whoever you are, man, woman, boy, or girl, I've, I've stood in your shoes. I grew up in church. I saw other people who had opened the door. And for some reason, I just didn't, though I heard him knocking. So I get where you may be right. But here here are some things that I didn't even understand at the time. First thing I didn't understand was that (laughs) my time was limited. I didn't know how much time I had. And what's dangerous about the ignorance of humanity is that we assume that we're going to live as long as we want. I'm talking about saved or unsaved. We we think we got so much time because you got a good checkup. The second thing was that I think I concluded in my own messed up mind that there was some other kind of way that I could make my way to heaven. Maybe if I became a good enough guy, maybe if I really behaved myself, maybe if you know I lived up to people's expectations. I, t- I told you I was ignorant. And it might be that it may be that there's somebody here right now who thinks the same way. That 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 you're special. And you don't have to go the route of Jesus. That's what Jesus says in this same gospel of John chapter 14, that Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I'm the life. No one comes to the Father. Come through me. No one. I know you're a good person, but no one. I know you pay your taxes, but no one. I know you don't cheat on your husband, but no one. So, short story long, how long is he going to have to knock for you to finally say, okay, I hear you knocking? And I'm responding to your knock. I think today would be a great day. So I hear you saying, okay, I'm with that. I just don't know what to do. Good. Good. You're in the right place. If you want to open the door, if you want him to come in, it's a matter of simply asking him to come. Tell you what let's do. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? And even if you are already saved, I'm asking you just to repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my life. And I receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving every one of my sins and giving me eternal life. Take control of my life and you make me the kind of person that you want me to be. In Jesus' name, according to God's word, I am now saved. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Oh, come on. Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise. Thank you for worshiping with us. Thank you for for being here. We appreciate your presence. And uh, I'm excited about what God has for you next and now. Let's look to the Lord for our closing prayer. Eternal God. Our Father, we thank you for what our eyes have seen and our ears have heard and even our hearts have experienced. Lord, I pray now that as we contemplate uh, the difference that Jesus has made and will make, I pray, Lord, that for those who invited Jesus into their hearts for the first time today, that you would not allow the enemy to cool them off. But that, Lord, that they would recognize that you have demonstrated such great love to them today by exposing them to the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, Father, as we prepare to leave this place, we know we'll never be without your presence. So we ask now that you would be with us, for us, as you are already in us. In the strong and perfect name of Jesus the Christ, the people of God, shouted out loud, amen. And praise be to God. Thank you for listening to Real Talk with Bishop Brown. We hope that you were blessed. If you would like to accept Christ, join our church, help continue the work we are doing in our ministries, watch live on Sundays, find us on social media, or give online, you can visit the link in the episode description.